Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection. Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. Dairy Gold Agribusiness. For quality feed, expert service and support you can trust. Welcome to our programme. I'm John O'Connor. Coming up, Smart Farming Water Quality Sustainability Event planned for Kilkenny. Details with uh, Thomas Ryan, IFA Environment Executive. Ear to the Ground TV programme presenter Ella McSweeney will be special guest at the Iodi Dohalo Farming for Blue Dot Catchment Areas launch on Tuesday 20th at 11am. But our top story, Miss Amy Ford, Deputy News Editor, Irish Farmers Journal, reviews progress from last Monday's 12-hour marathon beef talks and the two main potential agreement points to emerge, weighing and written contracts. Welcome to the programme, Amy. Now, in this week's journal, the Irish Farmers Journal, the Back Western talks, they're extensively reviewed by your colleague, Pat O'Toole, and indeed, the journal in general covers the event in great detail. Yeah, that's right, John. So over the last week, um, there's been discussions between uh, farmers and the factories, basically, um, on the issues facing the beef sector at the moment. Um, and this has kind of come to a head following nearly two weeks of beef plan movement protests across the country. So... Um, Talks were held on Monday. There was 12-hour talks held in Back Weston between all the stakeholders, including Beef Plan Movement, other farm organisations, Meat Industry Ireland and Department of Agriculture representatives. And it was decided there, look, they thrashed out for 12 hours the key issues facing farmers that farmers feel are potentially impacting their prices. So on Wednesday evening, Meat Industry Ireland came back with two commitments. One, that they would provide written confirmation to farmers if farmers requested it on quotes maybe given over the phone um, on contracts, we'll say, for cattle to sell to the factory. And the other thing was that the pre-kill weighing of cattle. So Media and Sherling committed to weighing cattle before they go off the shooting in the factory uh, live. Um, and if farmers want this, they can request it. Now, will be there'll be a nominal fee charged if they if they do decide to do that. The issue of the so-called fifth quarter sounds illogical to people outside farming, but that's often what we in Ireland would regard as awful or very unappetising types of meat or protein. But in actual fact, be it um, cow tongues for Japan or foreign markets, those items regarded by us in the factory as awful. In fact, they're highly prized, very expensive delicacies abroad. Our beef editor Adam Woods is on a, a trade mission there a couple of months back to Japan with and, and tongues are a massive delicacy out there. 
Um, we, we don't really eat them here. Um, and they are considered, as you said, the fifth quarter or offal. So innards of an animal that we wouldn't use, maybe um, like I know noses, uh, tongues, that kind of stuff. So there's a whole other issue around that. I suppose the key issues that were on the table at the talks and that factories have to come back on with Board B in the department uh, is the, the beef grids. There's going to be a review of that. There's a commitment to the, do that. Um, on insurance, uh, farmers pay a nominal fee at the moment on each animal that they send to the factory. And Meat Industry Ireland has confirmed that farmers are able to opt out of this insurance fee on individual animals they send to the factory if they want. Um, increased transparency around pricing was discussed. Uh, Board B has to come back this evening, as I understand, to look at the potential development of a market index model for beef. So that all sounds kind of highfalutin in a way, John. So that would, that's basically uh, Ornua in the dairy sector has a purchase price index and that looks at markets and gives a nearly an equivalent milk price. So they're looking to do that for the beef sector as well, based on markets. Now, it would appear, Amy, on Wednesday, Meat Industry Ireland came back with agreement on a number of points. But, of course, the farmers have their suspicions that there's a bit of a cartel working there. But on the other hand, uh, that's been shown to be not the case when examined by the authorities. But when we say agreement reached between Beef Plan Movement, the farming organisations and those at the talks and MII, Meat Industry Ireland... Can we be sure that agreements reached between the farmers and MII and the factories will be implemented right across the board, or is this open to each individual factory to haggle and hold back if they decide to do so? Yeah, you've kind of hit the nail on the head there, John. You mentioned each individual factory. So Meat Industry Ireland is the body that represents all the factories in the country. Um, and the, as you mentioned, the commitment there on contracts and pre-weighing of cattle, they're only given if the farmer requests it from the factory. But it's up to each individual factory to come up with a mechanism as to how they provide that and how that works. So it'll be between the farmer and the factory. There won't there won't be a across the board, um, how will I say, it, contract system, if you get me, or weighing system. It'll be up to each individual factory as to how that plays out. It's been shown legally and technically there is not a cartel operating amongst the meat factories. Yes, there is a feeling that it's quite miraculous how prices seem to be just about the same right across the whole range of factories when certain prices or practices are introduced. That's right. That's been a gripe with farmers for a long time. Um, that, that They're all the same, we'll say, and that there is a cartel working there, according to farmers. Um, as you said, the CCPC has said that there isn't one working there. Farmers would disagree. Um, but look, at the end of the day, all farmers want is a sustainable price for their beef that allows them to be viable uh, in, in beef farming, and they feel they're not getting that at the moment. Beef Plan Movement, they highlighted, without going into too specific details, but they highlighted what they saw as quite a range of what they called anti-competitive practices, cattle and sheep devalued allegedly when processors bring in carcass weight thresholds without a reasonable advance uh, notice period. Cattle and sheep carcasses devalued by excessive trimming, uh, which can go unnoticed uh, because the animal's live weights are not uh, recorded by the processor. You know, this devaluation is increased if it results in the carcass being assigned a lower grade by the mechanical grading machines, and that's dealt with in some detail in the Irish Farmers Journal this week and indeed in the agri-press in general. So there's a tremendous range of 
subjects which came up, but I'm sure the beef plan movements, the various farm organizations, they must feel we have never got this far before. And could you please remind us before we go, Amy, speaking to Miss Amy Ford, Deputy News Editor, Irish Farmers Journal, could you please remind us, Amy, when the next meeting is scheduled, when Meat Industry Ireland will come back and uh, break the news to the farmers and hopefully reach uh, a fair and balanced agreement between all sides. Yeah, there's still plenty of issues on the table for them to discuss. Um, the farmers and the factories and the department are all to sit down again on this Monday, uh, 19th of August, um, a time and a place I haven't heard of being set yet. Um, but they'll all be back around the table again this Monday coming. Um, and it'll be interesting to see what comes out of that again. So if we had to sum up briefly, factories committing to weigh cattle pre-kill and contracts for farmers, those two items, at least it would indicate progress made there, and we hope that will be further cemented on the next meeting scheduled for Monday, August 19th. We don't know the time. Amy Ford, thank you very much indeed, Miss Amy Ford, Deputy News Editor, Irish Farmers Journal, and we've only skimmed on the surface there, but in the journal there's an extremely long overview of the outcome of the talks and uh, many, many other topics uh, of interest to farmers and indeed the rural population in general with Irish Country Living, a separate free magazine with the journal. Amy, thank you very much indeed. Thanks a million. Thanks very much, John. Smart Farming, the resource efficiency programme run by IFA in conjunction with the Environmental Protection Agency has launched updated water guidance to support farmers in improving water quality and to reduce the risk of penalties being inflicted on farmers. Mr Thomas Ryan, IFA Environment Executive, has more on smart farming and a special event with the idea of promoting the whole concept of smart farming and sustainability. On Wednesday the 28th of August, the National Smart Farming Farm Talk and Barbecue is taking place in Cuffs Grange in County Kilkenny this year and full details are on smartfarming.ie. But in effect, it's a sustainability afternoon. It starts at 1.45 and it finishes at half past five. And we're going to have Minister Richard Bruton, he's the Minister for Environment, opening the farm talk and IFA President Joe Healy. The focus of the afternoon is all things sustainability with Mary McAvoy from Germinal uh, Seeds up in Horse and Jockey talking about introducing white clover into the pasture. The Mark Plunkett and David Wall from Chagas are talking about protected urea and about managing manures to maximise return. So the whole area of splash plate, dribble bar, trailing shoe and how to optimise the best returns from them. I mean, in terms of biodiversity, the, the lads from the Bright Project in North Cork, Paul Moore and Donald Sheehan, will be talking about biodiversity and lowland intensive farming. And we'll also have a talk around constructing farm roadways correctly to, 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 to reduce impacts such as lameness and other, other issues to do with animal health. And we've talked around the ASAP sustainability program from a chap called Cahill Summers. And they're all field demonstrations that are taking place on the day. Once the field demonstrations are over, then we're back in the farmyard and we're having a, a significant discussion around CAP, the Common Agriculture Policy, where it is now, where it's going into the future. We're talking about climate action and we're talking about the consumer. And we're asking the question as regards CAP, climate and the consumer, where to next? And the panel in that discussion includes Bill Callanan from the Department of Agriculture, Jerry Gunning from IFA, Philip O'Brien from the EPA, Porrick Brennan from Borbia, 
and one of the smart farming host farmers whose, whose name is Eamon Sheehan. So really, it's a great farming afternoon. It's very much farmers themselves talking about the good work they're doing as regards protecting and enhancing the environment, but also great expertise and knowledge from Chagas, from Germinal, from local authorities around water quality protection. Uh, so and, and look, it's a barbecue. So there's a social element to it as well, where people can grab a burger and listen to the latest information in the area. And I think also set out some of the good work they're doing on their own farm. So hopefully your listeners will be interested in coming along. Once again, it's on Wednesday, the 28th of August, starting at 1.45 in Cuffs Grange. Uh, the air code is R95XSK1, and all the details are on smartfarming.ie. Now, I understand, Thomas, this smart farming uh, concept, this uh, resource efficiency programme, that's being run by your good uh, organisation there, IFA, in conjunction with EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency, and they've updated a number of uh, different aspects of water protection which are available on that website you mentioned. And to summarise those on water conservation, It would encourage farmers to understand current water use by studying, of course, their water bills, to locate and fix leaks to save money, reduce use by recycling water where at all possible. And then the other brief summary regarding protecting water quality, the guidance document available on the website will encourage farmers to, firstly, think about how the farmyard is plumbed to the local water supply system, the local stream in particular, takes specific actions to reduce risks of water pollution and subsequent penalties, of course, hitting the pocket, and ensure there's a good drinking water quality available by properly constructing wells. So all of that amplified on the website, which you might please give to our listeners one last time, Thomas. Great. So the website is smartfarming.ie and Smart Farming, it's a resource efficiency program that we run within IFA, as you say, in conjunction with the Environmental Protection Agency that has two key objectives. First of all, how can we improve farm returns by looking at cost management inside the farm gate? And secondly, by better resource management, by also capturing the positive environmental impacts, reducing risk of runoff, better fertilizer management, better grassland management. And one of the eight areas we look at is the whole area of water protection on the farm. And and in that context, the farmers that are participating in the program are identifying average cost savings of between five and seven thousand euros each year. So anyone interested in taking the cost saving, the smart farming cost saving challenge, go onto the website, register your interest at smartfarming.ie, and you'll also see the updated water guidance. Look in that you'll see things like where we ask you to think about your farmyard as it's plumbed to the local stream. So anything that happens on your farmyard, if it's, if it's not corrected, it'll have implications for, for, for fish life and other life in the local stream. And the vast majority of farmers are doing so much right. And what we're trying to do is encourage the small things, like the crack in the, in the floor of the silage slab. Look, get that grouted out, get it cemented up, make sure we're, make sure we're not losing any seepage through that. It's asking you to think about the source of water as it goes, as, as, as it heads into the stream um, and making sure that, that it's managed correctly. And for anyone that might be boring a well, you know, there's great guidance in this smart farming uh, water team around how to uh, a safe and unsafe well structure uh, and thinking about if I don't do it right, how can I, uh, how can it have implications for water quality? As I say, the vast majority of farmers are doing it right. We just want to help and provide guidance and support 
to make sure we're losing as little money as we can when it comes to basic payment and when it comes to farm inspections and basic payment penalties because a euro saved is, is as good as a euro earned. That's the motto within Smart Farming. And of course, speaking to Mr. Thomas Ryan, IFA Environment Executive, as an IFA Environment Executive, as the IFA Environment Executive, of course, Thomas, you'd be aware of the impact of the EU Nitrates Directive and the review of the Nitrates Directive, etc., and the impact on derogation. I understand we have about 5,800 derogation farmers still. Now, the Nitrates Review, you might comment on that and you know the prospects of our having the derogation renewed or do you think there'll be more strict limits as part of the evolving greening cap budgetary parameters as it were? Sure, so um, your listeners will be very interested in this because over a third of all farmers throughout the country in derogation are in County Cork, okay? So there's over 1,700 uh, of farmers that farm in derogation are in County Cork. So your listeners will be very interested in what's happening with the nitrates derogation. We've just come through a review uh, uh, led by the Department of Agriculture around the terms of the nitrates derogation, uh, around the terms of nitrates derogation. And I'm glad to say, driven by a campaign led by our IFA president, Joe Healy and others, we've retained the derogation at 250 for the next two years. And that has come about because there's recognition of, of, of the positive work farmers are taking, whether that's involvement in the Smart Farming Programme, involvement in the ASAP Programme, which is which Dairy Gold and other, uh, Carberry and other crops are so much, uh, uh, are so much involved in, involved in Origin Green. That's, that's having a dividend and making, and, and making an impact. So the good news is we've retained the derogation. I think the other good news is that there'll be no additional asks on lower stocked farms. Some of the earlier proposals that were put out at the start of this uh, um, um, consultation process did indicate increased asks on the lower stocked farms. They're not there. But there will be, um, I mean, from from the early part of uh, 2021, all farmers in derogation will be required to spread their slurries with what's called low emission slurry spreading equipment, basically trailing shoe. Um, there'll be um, requirements around liming uh, for farmers in derogation. And these asks aren't just on farmers in derogation, but are on the higher stocked farms. So any farms with a stocking rate above 170 kgs organic nitrogen. But I think at a higher level, I think we're, we, we acknowledge as a success, to be very honest, the retention of the derogation. Farmers have invested heavily in their farm businesses. And, you know, we were, we've, we've done some figures ourselves within, um, um, uh, within IFA. And the truth of it is the farmers uh, in in derogation have an annual contribution of 900 million euros to the exchequer. This is a significant uh, contribution to the Irish economy and we believe these farmers in derogation are driving on progress in the sector and they deserve our support. Would you please remind our listeners where this big event is taking place related to smart farming, a great social event, and uh, you know, for this time of the year it might be one of our last barbecues. So please to remind our listeners, uh, Thomas, of when and where this big event is taking place with the emphasis on sustainability and smart farming. Great. So it's taking place in Coffs Grange, County Kilkenny. It's on Wednesday the 28th of August, starting at 1.45pm. And uh, the air code is R95XFX1. Full details on smartfarming.ie.
Thank you very much indeed, Mr. Thomas Ryan, IFA Environment Executive. Thanks a million. Thank you, Thomas. Thank you. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Dear listeners, we are joined on the Dairy Gold Farm Talk programme by Nigel Kennington, the newly appointed dairy advisor to the Chagask office in Clonakilty in Cardicork in the west of the county. Nigel, welcome to the programme and indeed on behalf of our listeners, welcome to Clonakilty office of Chagask. Before we talk about a very interesting farm walk held recently in the west of the county, could you please remind our listeners about any upcoming courses or classes which would help them make the transition from any type of farming into dairying, but in particular from beef farming or suckler farming into dairying? So first of all, details of those courses or classes coming up, and then we'll talk about that very interesting farm walk which took place on the Daunt family farm back on Tuesday, 13th of August. John, names are now being taken for the Chagas Dairy Startup courses. Um, for anyone interested, I suppose, in converting to dairy farming or f- gaining more knowledge in the dairy industry, um, this is really you know, a must-have course for anyone, um, especially considering to convert, I suppose, to dairy farming. Um, the course will cover content such as you know, the cost of converting, um, a farm to dairy, um, budgeting, expecting expected returns from that uh, change in system, and um, there'll also be topics, you know, around farmyard design, um, improving improving grazing infrastructure, um, and other key technical uh, knowledge which can be gained in areas like um, reseeding pastures, animal breeding, um, animal health and biosecurity milking routines and wash routines around the parlour um, and also milk quality. So, 
really if you're considering converting to dairy farming it's a must-have course um, and you're to contact your local Chagas office um, if you're interested in finding out more. That sounds absolutely fascinating there. Have you any idea of the actual dates? Are dates uh, already announced for these courses? Um, they're not finalised yet. Um, the way the structure of the course will run is, I suppose, there'll be four training days in 2019. And uh, after that, then, in, in 2020, there will be 10 discussion group meetings. Um, and that would all be covered over, under the course. A very interesting farm walk was held on the Daunt family farm back on Tuesday, 13th of August. Yeah, John, we had a fantastic walk on, on the Daunt family farm. Um, a great attendance was there and the the weather held up for most of the event, which was also great to see. Um, the reason the walk was there, John, was because um, Nigel and his parents, Robert and Dorothy, um, were this year's winners of the Carberry uh, Milk Quality Awards. Um, this award is, is run for, for farmers who excel in producing top quality milk um, to, to Carberry Group. Um, you know, Carberry like to really promote the quality of the milk that is um, produced by its suppliers um, across each of the four West Cork co-ops, and this is a way that they, they do that promotion. Um, you know, the Daunts are, are supplying Bandon co-op at the moment. Um, they had really excellent milk quality in 2018. That's what earned them the award. Um, on average, their somatic cell count, or their SCC, um, for the farm in 2018 was 39,000. Um, a total bacterial count or a TBC on average for the farm was 4,000 and those who are, are are involved in dairy farming or know dairy farming well will really appreciate that this is super um, on-farm performance for milk quality um, and that is why they were selected out from a shortlisted group of farms um, to to win the award. And I suppose one of the more even impressive um, elements of, of their win was John that they have only been dairy farming since 2017. Um, so for a new uh, entrant to dairy farming to win such a prestigious award so early in, in their career in dairy farming, um, it really was very impressive. What kind of farming were they converting from, Nigel? Yeah, so the farm was operating um, a suckler beef system. Um, calving was both in the autumn and spring for this herd, um, and they were carrying a lot of the cattle through up to finishing uh, on the farm. And, you know, what came about, you know, at the people who were at the walk found out, you know, that the, the previous enterprise, the beef enterprise on the farm, it was profitable. Um, they had a good herd of high genetic merit suckler cows. Um, but unfortunately, as is the case for a lot of beef farmers out there at the moment, um, the farm was heavily reliant on farm subsidies from the EU um, as a source of income. Um, possibly another area which... Um, the Daunts, you know, looked at was there wasn't maybe a lot of money left for reinvestment back into the farm in, in the current system that they, they had been running. Um, and also that the capability of the farm to, to cater for multiple incomes um, was going to be a challenge in, in the suckler beef system that they were running. Um, so after that, plans were put in place um, to, you know, they looked at all their options um, and dairy dairy is an, an option that appealed to them in terms of, you know, the profitability of that system. Um, Nigel went away, he's the son in, this, in the family, he went away and he studied dairy business in UCD for, for four years. Um, and that was a key 
key message I suppose as well and for anyone who would be considering uh, making a change to dairy farming would be that you would go away and, and seek out as much knowledge and experience uh, in the sector as possible. Um, Nigel for example worked on a, on a dairy farm in New Zealand, um, a large scale farm during his work placement during college um, and also he worked on another farm within Cork um, after finishing his degree. So that's really a key lesson you know that you can you 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 upskill as much as you can before taking the big plunge, I suppose. So how they went about the the whole change in enterprise, I suppose they purchased livestock as calves in 2015 and 2016, um, and started milking uh, in 2017 on the farm. So, you know, um, they planned out. Uh, there was a lot of planning and effort went into to the switch in enterprise um as regards improving grazing infrastructure on the farm such as you know reseeding paddocks and making sure paddock sizes were the correct size for for the the change in stock numbers um for the farm and roadways and and all water infrastructure for grazing so there was an awful lot of work went into to the planning of the operation and also carrying out um those those key investments in 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 the areas that were needed um a lot of work also went into um putting up the new parlor which they designed um with future cow numbers in mind and that was a really great thing that we saw with the farm um and that people who were at the walk were able to see was that you know the future cow numbers um that they anticipated would be on the farm were always being catered for and all the investments that were being made such as the milking parlor was always has been left with room for for future expansion um and the paddock sizes were all designed for for its future cow numbers in mind um so yeah that that's mostly it john in terms of um the conversion, how they went about it and, and where the farm was before. So people going along to the Don't family farm walk, the farm walk to uh, celebrate the fact they were the quality milk award winners, the Carberry quality milk award winners, it would appear that conversion was based on very sound knowledge, sound uh, studies and sound experience from the trip to New Zealand. And indeed, I imagine people going along would have found the whole thing very inspirational. You can't beat seeing something put into action. This wasn't just uh, further projections. It was the actual reality of what they had done. They had converted from the suckler to the dairy enterprise. It was a great story to be told, you know. A young farmer getting involved in partnership with with his parents um, and, you know, a, a super example of a real working farm partnership as well um, where both parties, you know, get along very well and great credit was due and Nigel was keen to stress this, that his parents had allowed him to pursue his ambition uh, into dairy farming and had supported him in that in that big big move for the farm, to be fair. Um, and a, lot, a great deal of hard work and, and planning went into the whole um switch of of farm enterprise like and it was a great it was great for people to come and see um all the work that they'd done uh, and uh, exactly as well to see the milk quality that was being produced and, and how they were going about that and that of course that's a key to the whole future of irish farming of rural ireland because we see the relatively high age profile of farmers the reluctance sometimes of uh, 
children, male or female children, sons or daughters, even from extremely successful enterprises, they are reluctant to take that commitment. Uh, and as Nigel there, Nigel Daunted, went away and studied UCD for four years, specialising in daring and uh, going to New Zealand, uh, live experience of dairy farming in New Zealand. New Zealand being held up as an example of what we can do despite uh, differences. Reluctance perhaps of uh, parents to pass on full control immediately to a son or daughter and we have a whole world of partnerships. But that really was an example of how things can be done. The Dawn family were able to show the excellent uh, TBC total bacteria count and somatic cell count levels, how they were brought down to very low levels, which a lot of people aim for. Irish agriculture, or Irish dairying in particular, you know, we export a great deal of our products um, abroad and, you know, milk quality is definitely an important factor if we are to continue to break into new markets and to sustain the markets that we are currently in. You know, we need to be able to, to say that our milk is of the highest quality and standards and, you know, the Daunts really are um, champions in that area and that is why they, they received that award and we had a great day on the farm seeing how they've achieved that. We we also had some great guest speakers um, at the walk in terms of Brendan Horn and Donal O'Brien, um, two research officers um, came down. They're experts in the area of, of farm sustainability um, and Brendan's message was very clear, you know, how sustainability is going to be very important into the future of farming and sustainability can, can take on a lot of, of different areas, you know, in terms of future of, of farms, they're going to need to be sustainable in terms of profitability, um, in terms of meeting um, requirements of environmental sustainability. Um, you know, as we've mentioned before, producing high quality products um, also be, being able to um, have animal friendly, you know, and human friendly farms where the highest degree of animal welfare is, is, is available on farms. Um, and also that it's a people friendly environment so that the next generation are encouraged um, to get into a career in farming, you know, so that's very important. And those were some of the key messages Brendan spoke about. Um, also, Donal O'Brien, um, kind of outlined seven new practices or key practices more so um, that can be used on farms to, to promote sustainability. Um, and some of those, I, I don't want to labour on it too much, but they included um, including white clover in grass wards, low emission slurry spreading techniques, you know, the use of protected urea fertilisers, um, using the correct crude protein percentage um, in concentrates, um, he touched on biodiversity and um, being energy and water efficient and and improving water quality because um, all these things are going to going to affect um, farms in the future in terms of if we're going to sell our products um, and promote our products we need to be able to promote them and that we're uh, producing them in a sustainable manner and that's going to become very important um, further down the line as it, it currently is also. And with all of these uh, climate reports, people often forget that there is, in fact, an agri-food strategy to 2030. And uh, there's a public consultation going on at the moment. And uh, the special open policy debate announced by Minister back on 31st of July, that will take place in the Aviva Stadium on the 16th of October 2019 this year. 
There's an important point you want to mention. Yeah, so John, the BEAM scheme or the BEEF Exceptional Aid uh, Measure Scheme um, is now open for applications um, to be made online. It's going to open on Monday the 19th of August and it'll run um, until the 8th of September. So for anyone who um, would have finished cattle um, or had suckler cows, um, it's of major interest to those um, to get their applications in between the 19th of August and the 8th of September. Um, also, dairy farmers who ha- have less than 40 cows are eligible for the scheme. Um, but a key note to make is also that um, you must be a member of either GLOSS or Board BIA Quality Approved um, to qualify for the scheme. So if you're not already um, either in GLOSS or Board BIA Approved, um, you have the opportunity to um, join Borbia and get approved before the 1st of December and you will still qualify for the for the scheme but you must have your applications in um, between the 19th of August and the 8th of September so if you wanted to uh, contact your local Chagas advisor um, to help you with that application um, they'd be more than willing to, to help out. Anyone who has uh, less than 40 dairy cows or 40 dairy cows or less on the 31st of December 2018, that's the reference uh, date that they've given, they will qualify for the scheme. If they had um, finished animals, they would be eligible for the €100 Euro payment per animal. Um, so anyone with less 40 dairy cows or less um, will, will qualify for the scheme also. Thank you, Nigel. Nigel Kennington, the new Dairy Advisor with Chagas and Clonakilty. Thank you, Nigel, very much indeed. And on behalf of our listeners, welcome to your new post and to the Dairy Gold Farm Talk programme. Thank you very much, Nigel. Thanks a million. Thanks, John. IFA National Livestock Committee Chairman Angus Woods has strongly encouraged all eligible beef and suckler farmers to apply for the new €100 million BEAM scheme, Beef Exceptional Aid Measure. The scheme opens on Monday 19th of August and closes on Sunday, September 8th, 2019. Applications online only through agfood.ie and that's uh, agfood, capital A, small g, capital F, small o-o-d dot i-e, agfood. Alex Wood said the Department of Agriculture had now published the terms and conditions for the scheme, which sets out the details of how €100 per finished animal and €40 per suckler cow could be drawn down by farmers. He said the IFA had campaigned very hard to secure this €100 million funding. He said it would now be essential that all eligible farmers apply. He said all of the money must be drawn down and paid out to farmers as soon as possible, as these farmers are in real financial need because of the crisis in the beef sector. The IFA has insisted that finished cattle sold in the mart would also be eligible for the scheme, and Angus Wood said these farmers should make sure to apply. Based on data presented by the Department of Agriculture, over 37,000 beef finishers and 55,000 suckler farmers are eligible. IRD Duhallow announced that the Duhallow Farming for Blue Dot Catchments will be launched on this coming Tuesday, 20th of August 2019 at 11am. Venue will be the James O'Keefe Memorial Institute, Newmarket, County Cork. Special guest, Miss Ella McSweeney from Ear to the Ground TV programme. The project is a 1.47 million euro project funded by the Department of Agriculture, Food and the Marine through the European Innovation Partnership for Agriculture, Productivity 
and Sustainability, EIP Agri. All landowners on the three major rivers are eligible to apply. The five-year project will develop a farmer-focused approach to simultaneously supporting local agriculture and enhancing the freshwater environment. Working closely with farmers in the catchment area of the main rivers, a results-based payment scheme will reward sustainable agricultural practices. The project will encourage economic growth in the region, providing a source of income to the farm families who farm in a manner which preserves river ecosystems. The river catchment contains productive agricultural land and is also of high nature conservation value, supporting a wide variety of rare and protected habitats and wildlife including salmon, otter, kingfisher and freshwater pearl mussel. The rivers involved have previously been the subject of extensive work as part of the Ayadidu Life Programme, supported by local landowners. The project will build on the success of these previous projects. All are welcome to attend. And that's a reminder regarding the EIP Agri-Project to Hallow Farming for Blue Dot Catchments, taking place 11am on next to Tuesday morning, 20th of August 2019, at Iodry to Hallow, James O'Keefe Institute in Newmarket. Special guests for the project will be Miss Ella McSweeney from RTE's Ear to the Ground Farming Programme. The Minister for Agriculture, Food and the Marine, Michael Creed, has announced the call for rural female entrepreneurs to join the latest cycle of acorns. This is a government-backed programme to assist 50 new female entrepreneurs this year. Past participants have reported increased sales, exports and jobs. Also, rise in early-stage female entrepreneurs as high-profile business leaders supports women starting up their own enterprises in rural Ireland. There has been an increase in early-stage female entrepreneurs in Ireland over the past year, and the call is now open for those new businesses or well-developed ideas to join in ACORN 5. ACORNS is the highly successful development initiative to support female entrepreneurs living in rural Ireland. Females who wish to start and develop their own new businesses or who have recently started their own business. The call for application follows the launch of the programme on Tuesday, August 13th by Minister for Agriculture Michael Creed. ACORNS is funded under the Department's Rural Innovation and Development Fund. Over 200 female entrepreneurs have taken part in ACORNS to date and 50 new participants are being sought for ACORNS Mark 5. The programme will operate over six months from October 2019 to April 2020. The deadline for application for this year's cycle is the 20th of September 2019. Any woman with a new business based in rural Ireland or with an idea for a new venture they want to get off the ground may get more information and download an application form at the following www.acorns.ie There is no charge for participation. And that's our programme for this morning. I'm John O'Connor. Thanks to John Foot on Controls and to you, the listener, for tuning in. Have an enjoyable weekend. Next Agri-Update on this coming Wednesday evening between 10pm and 11, directly after the 10pm news. Thanks for listening. Dairy Gold Agri-Business. For quality feed, expert service and support you can trust. 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.